you are listening to the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. And for that, I apologize. How was your dinner? It was pretty good. What'd you have? So, I made um, some boneless uh, chicken thighs and I kind of did a uh, pane, you know, kind of oven baked them, baked fried chicken sort of, you know? Wow. Yeah, a little flour, egg wash, and then some uh, Italian breadcrumbs. You know, it's pretty tasty, man. Yeah, go you. And it's not terrible for you, like if I would have threw it in the pan and fried it up, you know? Yeah, I'm trying to eat better, you know? I had some, you know, put some carrots in the oven too, you know, and then had some corn stuff. Trying to been trying to eat a little better because I felt like I was probably, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I don't do anything specific, you know, like, you know, like I'm not charting anything. It's just kind of how I feel, you know, and I felt that I did feel kind of crappy, like for a while, because I used to just eat junk all the time. I'm like, I got to start eating better, you know? Yeah, uh, I'm with you. I went out to dinner tonight and had a, uh, a chicken sandwich, but I uh, I opted for the side of broccoli. Oh yeah, yeah. And and that wasn't that I kind of I don't want to say lucked into it, but the guy said, "Hey, that comes with fries." And I was like, "Oh, okay." And he says, "Unless you want broccoli." <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want broccoli. And I was like, "Yeah, okay, yeah. Let me get the broccoli." I uh, yeah, same thing, man. I just feel like shit. Yeah. I feel like shit. Yeah, I mean. You know, I, I've been trying to make a better effort, so, but the past, I don't know, past couple of months, you know, I started, like, bringing a piece of fruit to work every day, and I used to never eat fruit, you right. know? So now, generally, I'm gone in with an orange, well, I cut up an orange in the morning, I'm, these big-ass oranges, so I was bringing half of that in and a, and a banana, you know, and I would eat the orange like around eleven or something. I, and since Jacob's not there anymore, I've just been packing my lunch. Oh, that's right. I was like, for one, it'll save me a bunch of. Yeah, money. he's your lunch buddy. And I'm like, yeah, you know, and um, you know, even so, my whole thing now is like, well, I'll try to eat lunch, bring lunch in Monday through Thursday, and eat out on Fridays. You okay. Know? Sort of like, you know, that you're not doing the same thing all the time, you know, kind of give myself a little reward. Today, I actually ate lunch with Jacob because I had to go across the, he's on the West Bank of the river now, and I had to go over there on business, and he needed help anyway with some stuff. So I went over there with him and had lunch with him. But I've been, you know, just eating friggin' a sandwich and Cheez-Its and a banana every day, you know, but that's even better than the crap like when I go out to eat all the time, you know, I mean, like we're not eating bad stuff, not even eating fast food, but I know it's all fat. Yeah, you know? totally. I mean, even the, uh, even the broccoli that I got was, uh, it was sauteed in, you know, olive oil and butter or yeah. something along those lines. So yeah, making it yourself yeah. way better. I've been trying to, um, I've been trying to go plant strong as they say. Yeah, I remember you were telling me and about that. And I've been that. doing pretty good. 
I, I've been doing pretty good. Well, uh, who were you talking about? Who was the guy that you were talking about that that wrote the book or whatever? That yeah, you were- so my doctor um, put me on to the book called uh, Eat to Live a couple years ago. Who's the writer? Um, I'm just wondering if it's the same guy I saw in... This PBS show a couple I weeks ago s- in defense of food. I want to say like Feinbaum, Fer- Fer- okay. Furman. Yeah, I'm not even sure. I can't tell you. But they had a show on PBS I was watching a couple of weeks ago, and it was based. I'm never going to eat like this guy does, you know, because he's one of these, you know, complete like organic naturalists. But his whole thing was about, you know, Staying away from the middle aisles of grocery stores, you know, and eating more of the fresh fruits and all that type of stuff, you know, and and how you can eat meat and all that stuff. But it was his thing was pretty much just staying away from processed food for the most right. part. You yeah, know? totally. And I know he's even more adamant about what he believes. I'm sure if you really get down to it, but I think you know, as preaching to society at large. He's basically saying, you know, that's a hell of a lot more attainable than, you know, do this strictly, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I've just kind of taken it little by little. Um, cutting out red meat. That was that was a first. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, sugar processed stuff will be, you know, yeah. kind of will be next. And then, uh, you know cheeses you know stuff like that that's really just kind of fatty uh eventually you know little by little just uh, yeah i mean i I eat a ham and cheese sandwich but i know it's probably still better though because you know time was if i was making a sandwich on basic bread you know just your typical loaf i would make two sandwiches yes you know because it's never because it's like that's not much of a meal you know Exactly. It's a piece of bread, a uh, couple pieces of bread and, a, and some meat. And, you know, if you yeah. go out to get a sandwich, well, you probably yeah. get a quarter pound of meat on your, you know, on your sandwich. Yeah, you get a Subway or something, you know, you get a football. Yeah. You know? All right. Um, all right. Well, let's, uh, let's get at her. Yeah. All, all right. right. You all set? It. All right. Yeah, I'm all set. Hello, and thanks for downloading the Two Sorry Excuses podcast, recording live via via the internet. I'm your old pal, Sanders. I'm your good buddy, Liv. And if you are keeping score at home, this is episode 90, the Abe Vigoda is dead edition. Yeah, poor Abe. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I'm a little tired, had a really long day, I'm a little grumpy, um, yeah. I'm just... Uh, just a little spent, but I'm I'm sad. I'm sad for, de- for Abe. For Abe, Alan Rickman passed away yeah. since the last time we spoke. Um, Has he really passed away since the last time we spoke? I think so. I thought we spoke last week. Ten, twelve days ago. When I don't know. When was the last time we recorded? Well, let's find out. I thought sorry. it wasn't that long ago, but I guess it was. Was it the week before last? TwoSorryExcuses.com. Last episode was episode 89. Uh, and we posted that on the 18th. So today's the 27th. It's like nine days ago. Nine days ago. Uh, we, we had the 
Brent, uh, Glenn Fry was breaking news. Yeah, Alan Rickman died before Glenn Fry. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess we didn't talk about it. Yeah, I guess we just never got to. <laughs> <laughs> so much death. Yes, there has been a lot of death, man. Yeah. So I mean, it, Schneider died. Friggin' David Bowie died allegedly. Oh, that's uh, the scuttlebutt is that he is. Uh, he's still alive. <laughs> no, but uh, when my brother say he's like, I thought it might have been a hoax, which would make sense, you know. Because it's David Bowie. Because it's David Bowie. Performance artist. Okay, all right. You know, but I mean, I think he's pretty much dead. He just said, like, in passing, like, when he first heard it, he didn't even believe it, you know? Right. Right. Especially when, like, the day he died, they released a video where he's talking about dying. (laughs) You know, the new album, which was pretty much about death. Right. Right. (laughs) Uh, you know, it was like a huge secret the whole time. <laughs> I, uh, I see, I didn't realize any of that, so I'll have to look into that. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that. there's some people with theories about that out there. Well, you know, there was, uh, I heard a couple people, a couple people talking, um, and they were really taken aback by the David Bowie thing because they were like, well, it's David Bowie. He can't die. Yeah. You know? He's he's just too talented. Like, that's something that can see. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, that's the great equalizer. Yeah. Yep. Death and taxes, right? Yeah, it is. I mean, and both, well, those, the big three that had died, you know, Fry, Rickman, and Bowie all died relatively young. All uh, you know, Fry was sixty-seven. The other two guys were sixty-nine. Yeah. You know, it's kind of. I mean, that's young now. Oh, absolutely. You know, that's absolutely. not like. I mean, the average life expectancy across the board in America is like seventy-four or something nowadays. You know, so you're definitely below average if you're dying that young. You know. The um the Glenn Fry thing was pretty shocking because apparently my brother looked more in my other brother Chris looked into it more than I did because I really didn't look. He's saying that basically Glenn Fry's doctors killed him. Really? Yeah, I mean he was in. They were treating him for something. I forget what it is, but I mean you can look that up right now if you want. You know, and it did sound like, you know, some type of crazy, like, didn't sound good, you know? Right. Uh, let's see here. The Glenn Fry death. Yeah, like, huh. Modern medicine and the lonesome death of Glenn Fry. <laughs> the blood. This could be heaven or this could be hell. Oh, that's the rest of it. Here's uh, the Daily News uh, headline. Yeah, rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah, and that's what he had, which is something that shouldn't kill you. No, you know? no. My mom has that. Yes. Yeah, and... All right, yeah, and they were giving him all kinds of 
meds and stuff, you know? It sounded kind of shady, whatever. Yeah. So is that what happened? They, yeah, they crossed meds? They put him in a melanoma, and that's what he died from. Oh, man. This was the uh, Daily News um, headline. Glenn Fry's death is sad, but the Eagles were a horrific band. Jesus. <laughs> Which is funny, because the Daily News is not <laughs> typically the trashier of the two. Uh, it's not... It, it's, it's the not tabloids. The, yeah, the tabloids. Usually it's the New it's York Post. It's not like Post. the New York Post. Yeah. Yeah, New York Post is the worst. New York Post yeah. is, uh, is the paper that showed the guy on the tracks. You ever hear about that yeah. story? Yeah. They're the ones who published... And what's the New York Post? They had, like... Because they had the obituary in New York Times, I think it was last year when the guy died, who wrote the uh, the the best uh, New York Post headline ever or something. It was about a guy who had been decapitated or had his head blown off in a strip club or something. Uh, well, <laughs> it's one of the most famous uh, headlines ever. Uh, let's see. It was like um, headless man found in topless club or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here it is: headless body in topless bar. That's oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, when is that from? That's old. Nineteen eighty. Yeah, I think it was even the late seventies, possibly. Let's see. Yeah, June 9th, two thousand fifteen is when he died. The genius behind. I mean, that's when one of these are Vincent Musetto. See, New York Times has his obituary too. Vincent Musetto, 74 dies, wrote headline, headless headline of ageless. That's the that's the best. Like you have this one headline that you get an obituary in major papers for because you wrote it. <laughs> headless body and topless bar. The writers. Yeah, 1983 it was. Charles Dingle, drinking at a tavern in the Jamaica section of Queens, argued with the owner, Herbert Cummins, and shot him to death. He then took several women hostage, raping one and forcing another in an apparent bid to confound the police to cut off to confound the police to cut off Mr. Cummins' head. Jeez. Brutal. Yeah, yeah. And there's the... I don't know if you're actually headless by in Thomas Bar and has a great picture on it too do you see the cover i do yeah and they got the guy taking kicking and screaming and it's the dude the perp who's kicking as he's being led away by <laughs> detectives the perp gunman <laughs> <laughs> forces woman to de- decapitate tavern oh, jesus what a terrible friggin damn uh, well, anyway, did you watch that Letterman video with Abe Vigoda? I did. I had heard that uh, earlier in the day when the news broke. Um, the radio station had played that. Oh, did they? As kind of a as a mini tribute to Abe Vigoda. He um he was on one of my favorite shows of all Barney time. Miller? Barney Miller. Yeah. 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 Fish. Yeah. That. <laughs> my um, dad used to love that show. It must have been on in a in like 
a time period that I was allowed to watch TV, and it was a show that I particularly liked. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I was I vaguely remember it because you know it was probably like 1979. You know. Yeah, looks like 77 was the first. Uh, I think it ran from 77 to 82. Yeah. Okay. See all years. Uh, 74 to 82. It was not a long time. Not a lot longer than I thought it was. Um, I mean, it was a really popular show. Yeah. I remember my dad coming home from work because he worked kind of late, too, because he always had weird shifts because he worked for the phone company. I remember that was the thing. Oh, he wanted to watch Barney Miller. You know, he loved that show. (laughs) <laughs> let's let's see uh let's see it was so it was on for eight seasons 168 episodes um 75 to 82 i'm trying to see like what kind of ratings it got and what kind of uh What kind? Of- I mean, at one point it must have been rated really well because back then, if you ran for eight seasons, it meant you were getting good ratings. You know, because there was only three channels. Right. <laughs> you know. Um. Yeah, it was out. It had an Emmy. Emmy award for outstanding writing in a comedy series in 1980, and it was nominated in 76, 77, and 82. Um, outstanding comedy series, a Peabody Award in '78. Oh, Lee Zurich and uh, Barney Miller oh, nice. are in nice, uh, nice company. Lee Zurich's probably thrown out his Peabody Award too. <laughs> I want to get to that. I want to get to that. <laughs> uh, hold on, hold on to that for a little bit because that's funny. Um, what was the Barney Miller theme? I can't sing it for you, but I know it's a, it's an instrumental. I'm pretty sure. Was it on the... When was Welcome Back... Maybe it was... Was this up... uh, Welcome Back, Cotter? Welcome Back, Cotter is a basic... A contemporary of of Barney Miller. Welcome Back, Cotter ran from 70... Welcome Back, Cotter was only on for four seasons. 75 to 79. Yeah, I know it wasn't on that long. Um, What channel was it on? Uh, so let's see. It said ABC. Brian Miller was probably on CBS. Wait, what was? They were both on ABC. So, both on ABC. I, okay. The only reason I thought it might have been CBS is because when I came home yesterday, I turned on TV and they had the uh, CBS Evening News, and they did kind of a, they did like a two minute long piece on the death of Abe Vigoda at the end. Yeah. You know? Okay. <laughs> and usually it's if, like, if they had a TV show on there for somebody like that, you know? Right. Right. I mean, because while everybody knows who Abe Vigoda is, you know, I mean, he really, he, he's known for two things, the Godfather and Barney Miller. Yeah, which is really funny because a couple things uh, happened recently. Um, I don't know, a couple, a couple, maybe a year ago, a year and a half ago, Fish was doing a... Uh, the the band fish not the yes, uh, I know. not the Ugh. Abe Vigoda spinoff. Um, yeah. Do you know this particular story? 
I know that Abe Vigoda was on stage with fish. Yeah, why does why does why do you detest that so much? Because <laughs> I'm so sick of fish. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years later, <laughs> twelve years later, <laughs> you're still you're still carrying the torch. <laughs> well, it's just because like that kid Adam Zucker. You know, yeah. who graduated with me, who's now the guy on CBS Sports. Yeah, yeah. He's a big fish head. Okay. So he's 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 in my Twitter feed, and he was he he tweeted multiple things about Abe Vigoda dressing up as a wombat with fish, you know, in pictures at the age of ninety two. You know, recently, like yesterday. Yeah, at the age of ninety two. Yeah, yesterday in the wake of his death. Okay. All right. Yeah. And there were multiple things he had tweeted out, but I was like, ugh. You know, I don't know. Well, the fish people got to friggin' co-op the death of Abe Vigoda. Well, for <laughs> for anybody who uh, who will be disappointed by the lack of quality <laughs> content in this particular episode, um, one, you can blame Fish, and two, you can blame Adam Zucker. Thank you very much, Adam <laughs> Zucker. <laughs> All right, so moving on, I guess. <laughs> no, we don't need to move on. But I will tell you this. That Letterman bit I came across, I came across that while looking for other stuff, which I still haven't found because I quit looking. But Abe Vigoda used to make recurring appearances on on Late Night with Conan O'Brien. And I, I was looking for this one in particular. It must have been when around the VMAs or whatever, and they did this whole bit where they were where Abe Vigoda and it was a bunch of other old men, I think, too, all dressed the same. And you know, they had at the time there was an Eminem video where it was a bunch of like duplications of Eminem or something, and whatever Conan had redone this whole thing. Except it was Abe Vigoda, and I think he was. It ends up with them trying to get into the bathroom or something like that. I was trying to find that, but I, but I didn't find it, you know. But, but I was pleased to find the Letterman thing because while I don't remember that particular Letterman episode exactly, what I do remember was when that Letterman episode was done. That was during the writers' strike, which is why they were doing that bit. Uh... Um. I don't know. I used to watch Letterman as a kid, you know, which meant that I was always very sleepy in the morning getting up for school <laughs> because it came on super late night, you know, and I remember there was a writer's strike. So Letterman, they didn't have all their regular writers. So they were doing all. So they, their normal bits were replaced by let's see what Hal Gurney's up to in the control booth, you know, and that's why they had Abe Vigoda in there. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah and that's what they would do every night be like oh and uh what's hal gurney wearing tonight and every you know he wore the same clothes every day right you know it'd always be oh the chinos and the blue shirt you know, whatever it was <laughs> oh god and the thing is abe vigoda even though to me he always looked ancient and old yeah when you see that video it's like man he doesn't look as old right there <laughs> He did look ancient and old. Yeah, for but when as long you see, as he's been around. Yeah, but when you see a, a video of him from 28 years ago, it's like you realize how much older he even looks now. <laughs> right. 
And then he was in those Look Who's Talking movies, which he, he mentions in that Letterman thing. Because I remember that's when I, he plays like Travolta's grandfather or something in those movies. Yeah, but they must have had a working title. Yeah, yep, because he says... Daddy's he Home. He says like Daddy's... Yeah, Daddy's that's home. what he said. Yeah. Yep. I was thinking that. I was like, that must have been the working title. Uh, yes. Let's see. Let me go back. Where's Abe Pagoda? Abe Vagoda. He was in. When were those movies? Back in the 90s, right? Late 80s, early 90s. Look who's talking, right? He was the grandfather. He was uh, John Travolta's grandfather. Yeah. Look who's talking. They had this. My mom's like, oh, and I was because I was talking to her about that yesterday, and she's like, oh, those movies are flops. I was like, okay, they really weren't. I know they made at least three of them. There's Look Who's Talking Two, T O O, and then there was Look Who's Talking Now, which I think was where the animals were. Talking. It was a talking dog, I think. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, even if the third one was a flop, obviously they were making monies on the movies that they made two of them, and then a third one. So that was the late 80s. Kirstie Alley and John Travolta. And then even though he was in those movies that made money, nobody thought John Travolta really wasn't considered a star until Pulp Fiction. Right. I mean, so he did Welcome Back, Cotter, and then he did uh, Urban Cowboy, Staying Alive. There's another yeah. one. Saturday Night Fever is the first one. Uh, yeah, but that was before... That's- that was while he was on Welcome Back, Cotter. That, oh, right, 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 right. That's why he left Welcome Back, Cotter. Right. Okay. Yeah, so Welcome Back, Cotter runs to 79, so it looks like on yeah. his IMDb page it's before, but it's not. You're right. Yeah. In looking at his movies, though, I know that like Pulp Fiction was his big comeback. Um, he... He didn't go anywhere. He just made a lot of shitty movies. Yeah, he just wasn't a... He wasn't getting good parts anymore. Right, right. Uh, somebody like uh, Jack Early Haley. What's that guy's name? Jack Early yeah, Haley. Jack, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a comeback. Yeah, but where's he gone again? He came back, got nominated for an Oscar. Did he win the Oscar for that kids' movie? What was the movie? Little Children or whatever. Let's see. Jackie Earl Haley. Last uh, movie made was 2009. Oh, no, that's a lie. So he did... What was the movie called? I think it was called like Little Children or something. Parkland? Are you on IMDb? You can look at what he's nominated for. Oh, yeah. Okay, hold on. Uh, let's see... Jackie Earl Haley, where do you find the nominations? Uh, I'd have to look at IMDb myself, but usually on this page you'll say nominated for such and such, you know, and you click on it. It was like one win and six nominations. Oh, I found it. Okay, here we go. Um, Let's see. Join our what year was that? Do you even know? Probably in the last six or so. 
Oh, here he is. He was in The Watchmen, so it was probably after that. I mean, before that. Little Children. Yes, 2006. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the last thing he did before that was, I mean, Maniac Cop 3, Badge of Silence, 1993. Oh, he's in this movie Birth of a Nation. I see as his most recent thing, which the only reason I know of because I read in Wall Street Journal, uh, I read an article that's a big winner at Sundance. It was the movie's rights were bought for a seven. It's the story of Nat Turner, and they were bought for seventeen point two million dollars or something. The finished film. What? The finished film was bought, or the rights? The movie called Birth of a Nation. I'm looking at his filmography on IMDb, and that's his. His um, most recent project, it's Nat Turner, you know, Nat Turner's Rebellion. Yeah, I think yeah, the yeah, writer, what, director, star is the same guy. What was you bought? Know, apparently he's in that. So they, they finished a, a film that they brought oh, to a I festival? Oh, I thought you were saying the finished film. Like, I'm like... No, no, no. no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, how, you know how up I am on finished cinema. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... Considering Jackie Earl Haley's checkered history, I was like, maybe he isn't some Finnish movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they bought the, the film at Sundance. Okay, yeah. all right, cool. Yeah. So that is a... Uh... Oh, he was in RoboCop, the RoboCop reboot. So he was in the Lincoln movie? Hmm. Is it a... It, what's it have to do with the old silent Birth of a Nation film? I don't think anything. Okay. I mean, they might be playing off the name. I'm not sure because that's what led me to to click on the link on the story when I saw the Wall Street Journal thing in the Twitter feed, you know. Uh, and it said it was the story of you know Nat Turner, you know, which is why I'm sure there's it's probably an ironic name or something, you know, like Birth of a Nation. The old movie makes it. You know, the racist, you know, white dominance is, you know, it's all about that, you know? Yes. Like the Klansmen are heroes and stuff. So I'm sure that's probably the reason why they gave this the birth of a nation, because the viewpoint actually, no, it's the friggin' slaves and stuff that built this country, you know? Right. So I'm sure that's why they named it the movie. Got it. Yeah, although, you know, I'd have to ask the filmmaker himself, but didn't go into detail about that. It was more about the business side of it, about the big winners and how this, like, that movie Brooklyn, I guess, was bought at Sundance last year by, uh, who was it? Was it Fox who bought it? No, Fox Searchlight bought this. Uh, Whoever bought Brooklyn one of the other big studios, their little divisions, you know, and now Brooklyn's nominated for Oscars and stuff like that. So that's what they're looking for. So they think this movie has a good chance to eventually be an Oscar nominated film, you know? So it says here the 2016 film uses the same title uh, as D.W. Griffith's 1915 KKK propaganda film in a very purposeful way, said the Hollywood Reporter. Parker said his yeah. film had the same title, ironically, but very much by design. So, yeah, there you exactly go. what we would think. All right. 
what does Jackie Arrow Haley play? Probably some type of slave owner or something. <laughs> something awful. Yeah, it doesn't say. Although, um, I don't know. I don't think there can be a slave owner portrayal better than Leonardo DiCaprio's slave yeah, in owner Django. in Django. That I'll tell you what, man. That's one of the top five movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, Maniac Cop 3. I love that he went from Maniac Cop 3 to three years later. The next thing he's in is a movie where he gets nominated for an Oscar. Uh, I lost that. There we you go. see? That's 1993, Maniac Cop 3. 2006, Little Children. Right. Okay, so that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That, that's, he came out of nowhere. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I never even knew he was still acting, you know? That's all. I mean, hell, he was in episodes of Get a Life. He was in one episode of Get a Life playing Cousin Donald. Get a Life is a great Chris Elliott show that lasted for like two or three seasons. <laughs> you know what's really funny is I was just uh, reminiscing the other day, and I had to go uh, back into the archives. And let me... Let me see if I can find it here. Me singing the praises of the TV show Get a Life. So, episode 10, Two Sorry Excuses, Snowy Day. Um, one year ago. What year are we in? 2016. Two years ago. <laughs> yeah, crazy. So, so, two years ago, we, uh, we recorded episode 10 called Snow Day. And... It was after a huge storm, and we just um, kind of got off the rails, and we ended up talking about Chris Elliott for way too long. <laughs> we talked about I don't I don't even know what we talked about, but it was the first episode where we didn't talk about uh, the Syracuse Orange. We didn't talk about a basketball game. We didn't talk about no, the university. We haven't talked about them since. And it, it was basically the dawn of the new format, the dawn of the current Two Sorry Excuses um, show format. And I was outside shoveling. We got a huge snowstorm here uh, yeah. last, uh, last weekend. And I was outside shoveling, and I got a kick out of that um, because – that's probably the last time I thought about Chris Elliott. <laughs> Every time you shovel snow, you'll think of Chris Elliott. And you love Chris Elliott. Oh, he's great, man. When he had, uh, <laughs> you know, when you know he was a regular. The reason, one of the reasons I would love Chris Elliott is because I used to watch a lot of Late Night with David Letterman when I was a kid. Right. And Chris Elliott, I believe he was a writer on there. Okay. Because uh, he was always on there. You know, so when Letterman was retiring, you know, Chris Elliott came out one night. He had him on there for a while. And like, when does Chris Elliott ever get star treatment anymore like that? You know, only Letterman was going to give it to him. <laughs> you know, he was on Letterman for like multiple segments. <laughs> and then he sung. Uh, he's like, I got a special performance. He got up there and he changed up the words. You know, the song to sir with love. 
Uh, hum a few bars for me. <laughs> Those school days are over. Two <laughs> You gotta. <laughs> it's for a movie called Two Sir with Love, which I think was a movie where Sidney Poitier was a teacher, like in an English school or something like that. Okay. You know, it's it's Lulu is the singer. He sings it, but he sings to Dave with love. Okay. You know, and and I thought it was one of the funniest damn things I'd seen in a long time. But you kind of got to be a Chris Elliott fan. He's kind of like Norm Macdonald. People either love him or they hate him and don't find him funny at all. Okay. He's like Norm Macdonald in that sense. Yes. Yes, okay. And you know what's funny about that is Letterman loves Norm Macdonald, too. <laughs> I love Norm Macdonald. I think Norm Macdonald is really too. funny. But Letterman had Norm Macdonald on there, like... In a big, long segment before, I was like, oh, Letterman's a big fan of Norm Macdonald, too. So, obviously, Letterman's into these kind of, which is what I'm into, too. Like, it's kind of off the beaten path type of comedy, you know? Yeah. I, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't, I'm not a fan. I wouldn't consider myself a fan of Chris Elliott. Um, Did you ever watch Get a Life? Uh, hold on a second. Let me f- I have I have the whole series on DVD. <laughs> it's like twenty something episodes. <laughs> what? I mean, I'm a man. I'm a grown man who has both Felicity and um. What's the other one I have, Roscoe? What's the other one I have? The Hills, uh, the Laguna Hill. Laguna Beaches, uh, complete. Serious, thank you. Assist I've never Roscoe. watched. Oh, okay, get series. a life. He's a he lives with his parents. He's a paper boy. He's a thirty year old paper boy. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what. I watched that. A lot of it takes place in his kitchen. Yes, <laughs> and his his real dad plays his dad. Let's see, Bob Elliott. Um, what's old Bob Elliott look like? Is he the? He's a bald dude, you know. He, what else has he been in? Because I'm picturing somebody. He's probably been in Chris. See, like my mother, my parents knew of Bob Elliott. Because apparently there was a, he was a comedy team. Bob and Ray, I believe it was. Okay. You know? Like he was an old school guy. What's crazy is Chris Elliott's daughter, I think her name's Abby. She's like uh, a star now. You know, she was on one of these. Late night shows. I forget what she's in. She's in some pretty well known stuff, I guess. Is she one of those Chelsea Handler chicks? No, like she's an actress. Let me look it up. I think her name's Abby. It is. It's Abby, yeah. Oh, she was on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, there you go. She was on SNL. And Chris Elliott, I believe, was on SNL one time. What's her whole filmography? Oh, yeah, I know this chick. Yeah. How I Met Your Mother. She was on five episodes of that. Let's see, more images. Inside Out. Oh, she was in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. I guess that's why she might have been on the show when I saw her. Sex Ed, who was in that? Is that... Never heard of that. All right, so I, I, 
I remember seeing Get a Life. That was kind of funny. Yeah. But I think I was a little kid. I think I was like 12 or 13, right? No, you're older than that, probably. Or maybe you might have been, yeah. Yeah, you might. Let me see. What year was it? Uh, I think you might have been a little older than that, 1992, though. final episode. Yeah, you were older than that. Okay. I was emotionally 12 or 13. <laughs> well... <laughs> You can say that still, right? <laughs> um, all right. If that was on, I'd probably give it a shot. I'd probably watch it a little. I'd watch a little bit of it. Um, Good. I found a couple episodes of Barney Miller on uh, on YouTube that I watched a little bit, and nice. uh, was going through the Alan Rickman. Uh, filmography and a couple things that surprised me one really his first big role obviously in america but but really in his career was die hard yeah i think he might have been like a stage actor Uh, primarily i'm gonna assume that's the uh i'm gonna assume that's the case because he was he was older. I mean, that was 88. So that's what, 30 years ago? Yeah. Yeah, 28 years ago, yeah. Yeah, so he, you know, he was in his he was in his late 30s. He's basically my 40s. mother's age back then. Yeah. And he was British. Right. So um I didn't realize he was in Well, funny thing about the uh about Die Hard. Um I've never seen Die Hard. There's a series of movies that I've never seen, and oh, there's all kinds of movies I've never seen. Um, but I've never, I've never, I've never, I've I've seen other Die Hard movies in the series, like the one that came out like when I was in college, Die Hard with a Vengeance, I think it was the one with Samuel L. Jackson. Yes, but I've seen that one straight through, but only on TV. But I've never sat and watched the whole original Die Hard. You know. Yeah, I don't even. There's maybe two or three scenes I've I've even seen, um, but it's one of those movies like you grow up. See, we didn't have cable, and I wasn't allowed to watch rated R movies until I got to be older. Eighty eight, I was like twelve or thirteen. That was uh, my eighth grade. I graduated eighth grade in nineteen eighty eight. Um, so you yeah. get you get to college, and everybody, you know, has the same set of movies that have kind of been part of their childhood that they weren't part of mine but i had to go along with it i i couldn't fess up to say i've never seen die hard so yeah. i had to pretend i saw die hard you know i had to pretend I've i never see... seen casino um yeah uh, i don't think i've ever seen casino i never saw roadhouse until recently Oh, Roadhouse. Well, I saw that a million times. Uh, but there's a scene in Die Hard when... I don't... Uh, let me look it up, because I want to get it right. I want So there's there's a scene 
I guess it's one of the one of the the hostages runs into one of the captors and he says, "My God, please, God, no, you're one of them, aren't you?" But mm-hmm. I thought it was you're one of the Manchu, as the Manchu yeah. would have been the the villains of the movie. Yeah. Come on, that's funny, man. You're one of the Manchu. <laughs> well, okay, you've never seen Die Hard either, so this is a real waste of time. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yes, really is. This is the blind leaving the blind. Yes. Like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Somebody's like, I listen to movies with two people who haven't seen movies. <laughs> Somebody's like, I listened to 45 minutes of the episode and I turned it off because I was like, this can't get any worse. And then somebody said, well, you didn't <laughs> yes, wait to can. you didn't wait to minute 47. <laughs> yeah. It can get way worse. <laughs> um All right. So then then he goes into Quigley Down Under and the couple other uh couple other movies where he uh Trades on his Britishness, Michael Collins and Bob Roberts and Robin Hood, and then obviously he becomes. Yes, he was. He was the sheriff of Nottingham. He was. He was. Yeah. And then he becomes Severus Snape. Great movie, apparently. Yeah, that's and that's what all the nerds know him as. Yeah. So. So tough, uh, tough couple weeks for. for film fans, television fans, music fans. <laughs> kind of a bummer. Yeah. Um, hey, what else you got? Because um, you're, yes. cr- you're getting a little crackly again. I wonder why that is. I'm trying to... Trying to hold on to everything. Is it crackly? Still crackly? Let me see. Maybe if I move everything around. That's perfect. All right. All right. It's probably why the other. I don't put both headphones in the ear, you know, because it annoys me. Right. The other one, I think, fell by by the side, you know. That probably was causing some crackliness, Uh, right? Yeah, now you're just a little garbled. We got rid of the crackling, but now you're a little garbled. What about now? Mm, A little better. What about now? A little better. A little better? Yeah. Is it garbled? A little garbled. Let me put both in and see what happens. What about now? Yeah, I think we can live with that. When you take the one out of your ear, is it the one with the microphone attached to it? No, I usually keep the one with the microphone in my ear. Yeah. All right, because that would make sense if the microphone. I mean, we have. I don't know. Um, it's just weird talking with both headphones in because it's hard to tell yourself to talk in a normal tone. Yeah. You know? No, I understand. I when I put my headphones on, I put one of the ears off to the side. Yeah, I don't know what happened this week. 
Because, I mean, we haven't had these, these type of issues in a while. No, no. And I down last time we started having those issues, it was um, we had an outdated recording um, software. And I updated that. We hadn't had problems, you know, I would say six or eight months. There was um, there was a stretch there where we couldn't get an episode in. <laughs> yeah, were, I know. It was really frustrating. Oh, that was miserable. Yeah. That was miserable. Uh, but I, I think you're in good shape here. Um you're sounding good, especially so, since you sound like you want to wrap up. Um, yeah, I'm just a little tired. I'm not very inspired. That's fine with me. Um, this wasn't a very inspired episode. No, no, this was this was mailing it in. This was like the um, this was the the Kiss albums that they all did individually just to fulfill their contracts yeah. with the record company. It uh, has the Paul of the death of Abe Vigoda hanging over it. It does. It does. I was listening to um, no, I wasn't listening to. I watched in in the spirit of Alan Rickman. Uh, I watched the movie CBGB. Okay. I've uh, never seen that one. But okay. I know, obviously it's about the club, right? Yeah. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't a really good movie. Um, it told okay. the story a little bit and it told it enough to to be like, oh, that's kind of a cool story. But they did it in um, it was real kitschy. They they tied in Punk Magazine, which I guess came a came about the same time as CBGB, and there was a there was kind of a synergy between this magazine and and the club. Okay, but it was an illustrated music magazine, so the so a dude drew it all. Yeah. So what they would do was they would tell the story in almost like comic strip form. So when yeah. they'd go to a scene and they would zoom into a, you know, um a comic strip panel or a comic book panel. You know, do you know that uh that type of cinematography? You know yeah, what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I'm trying to I think. Mean, I was, I'm trying to think where else I've seen something similar. Um, I don't, American Splendor might have done it a little bit. Yeah, this was way over the top. Yeah. And it had nothing to do with the the illustrations in Punk Man. You could tell the CBGB story by just telling their story. You don't need to inter, you know, intertwine it with, with other stuff. But... So many bands came through there. They would, they would just, you know, name drop and like they didn't develop really any one story. Um, yeah, I don't even know where I was going with this. What I was, I watched CBGB. Um, Why did you watch it? What did you learn from it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, I can't remember why the fuck I was gonna tell you this. Yeah, I don't um, know, man. Uh, anyway, d- don't worry about it. It kind of sucked. It wasn't very good. Okay, <laughs> I won't watch it. Uh, I also did watch the uh, the um, director's cut, the epic version of uh, not CPG uh, of, the God- <laughs> <laughs> of the Godfather. Okay, did you watch that in honor of Abe Vigoda? I watched. Just happened to watch that. I watched that in honor. No, I just happened to watch that because it was before 
Ava Gota passed away. Yeah, apparently, like HBO showed freaking seven hours, freaking whatever it was, nine hours or something of freaking Godfather last week or something. Yeah, that's all what, at once. That's what it is. So what they did was apparently Francis Ford Coppola went and cut. Who I didn't even know he was still alive. But apparently yeah, he's Francis- not that old. I mean, I think he's like George Lucas's age, isn't he? Oh, there you go. Who knew? Um, so he—he's making his own wine. He went. Ba- oh yeah, Coppola's. Yeah. Um, Francis Ford Coppola was born in '39. Yeah, so he probably is right George Lucas's age or so. I mean, uh, my dad was born in '40. Okay. And that means he made The Godfather when he was in his 30s. Okay. Let's see. What was the last thing he directed? Oh, he's still. Yeah, he made something not that long ago, right? What did he make? Distant Vision. What year was that? 19, uh, 2019. 2015. Yeah, okay. They have people, oh, I'm still writing 2015. Sanders still writing 19, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he took Godfather 1 and Godfather 2. And re-edited it. Okay. So it's told in chronological order. So it tells the the Robert De Niro part of Godfather 2 first. Oh, really? That's weird. And then it shows the Michael Corleone coming out of the army Godfather. And then it shows the second part of Godfather 2... Where Michael Corleone takes over the family. Yeah. So it's like a super cut, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. And, um, yeah, it's like... what? And he put in deleted scenes. So it was like nine hours. Yeah, okay. Damn. Um, yeah, because it seems crazy. They had people that sat there and just watched that shit for nine hours. Yeah. Well, if you have HBO Go, you can... You can no, watch I know it. you can, but I know there are people that literally sat there and watched it for nine hours. Oh, when it when, it when they came when on they the first, it, like, yeah, 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 on the first time, right? Well, it's like those people who who went to watch all of the Star Wars. Yeah, I know those people are lining up the night I was there. Yeah, that was crazy. Starting to watch, you're gonna watch seven Star Wars movies back to back to back to back to back to back. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so you watched that before the death of Abe Vigoda. Yeah, crazy, right? Yeah, you killed Abe Vigoda. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Francis Ford Coppola did. Maybe. I didn't realize he wrote uh, he wrote the uh, Robert Redford Great Gatsby. Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh wait, maybe that's you didn't the Great Gatsby that I that I believe that Red Fox must have been referring to on Sanford and Son. Uh yes, because it was seventy four. Yes, there was an episode where, you know, where it was one of these ones where maybe Donna, you remember Sanford, Fred Sanford's girlfriend. Basically, it was about him not being learned. You know, he doesn't read any books. Okay, and. You know, ask him about Great Gatsby. Oh, I've seen the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he also wrote the screenplay for Rainmaker, which is... um, uh, John Grisham? 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's, that's my. That's f- Matt. Is that Matthew McConaughey or is that Matt Damon? Matt Damon. Matt Damon, Damon Danny DeVito, and Mickey Rourke. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one where he's the new, the fresh out of law school attorney or something. Yep. That's Which my one, favorite uh, adaptation of the John Gershaw. Maybe McConaughey was in A Time to Kill. He was. Like, yeah, okay. That's the one he was in. He was. Which was my favorite Grisham book, but I didn't I didn't like the movie so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grisham. What's happened to him? We don't need to wander the whereabouts of John Grisham. <laughs> I know he's around. <laughs> Uh, he actually just came out with a new book because um, I was trolling uh, Nook, Barnes and Noble, looking for something to read the other day, and um, I saw that he came out with a new book recently. All right, good for him. Recently enough, anyway. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, hey, listen, Francis Ford Coppola is producing Jeepers Creepers three. Just in <laughs> case you're interested, and you haven't seen Jeepers Creepers two yet. You should get on. I that. haven't even seen Jeepers Creepers. What? <laughs> Are you un-American? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, all right, man. Um, I mean, we yeah. should apologize to the audience. We really should. Forget about Dirk's <laughs> brother. Holy Christ! This is the probably the worst episode. <laughs> this I think we had some other bad ones in the past. But yeah, this one was... I make a mental note of the bad ones, and this one blows it away. At least in the other ones, we did something more than just <laughs> search IMDb. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what the hell it was. We got our name for Goto, and we just never let go. <laughs> I don't um, know. Maybe it's the theme of the day. I had a crappy day too. Yeah, you know, my day started out crappy. First, I overslept. You know, like I hit the alarm. You know, and then, you know, I went back to sleep. And then I woke up at one point, and now, you know, I was feeling good. I look at the clock. And I'm like, holy fuck! Yeah, it's late. And then I went to, you know, I took a shower, and then I set the kettle. You know, turned on the stove to get the water boiling to make my coffee. You know, because I make a French press. Right. And something must have spilled. I got an electric stove. The other day, yesterday, I was making something. Stuff spilled over onto it. And I guess that set off the fucking fire alarm. Oh. And when the fire alarm goes off, it gets sent to the security company. You know? And once, it's, once the fire alarm goes off, there's no stopping the fire department from coming to the house. You know? So they come down here, and I got to tell them it's nothing, you know. it's. I'm like, what a shitty day this is, you know. <laughs> I'm already run behind. Now I got to wait for these guys to get down here. And, then, and I always feel like, because it's happened a few times where I'm cooking or something, and I got to be like, and like one time when I, when I turned on the heat for the first time, you know, back like in probably December, the first time it was cold enough to turn the heat because the heat hadn't been on in a year, basically. Okay. There was dust, so it burnt off the dust and set off the alarm, <laughs> you know. And that was like at two in the morning, which sucked. Right. I, I remember that night they came down. Guys like, oh, it's burning the dust off, huh? Because I'm sure it must be something that happens frequently. Yeah. You know, because you live in a place where it's not cold enough to use the heater all the time, you know. Right. So I mean, you can go eight or nine months between having to turn it back on, so you get a layer of dust on there. 
And I'm always so apologetic. And they're like, oh, it's all right, you know. And then got to the office. I was going to take care of some stuff. And then I started having computer problems. Oh, it was just a shitty day, <laughs> you know. Um, so I want to make up for it next week. I want to. Well, all right. You do have to be aware of this. Mardi Gras is coming up. Yes, and next week is when everything, like, you know, I'm probably not going to be around on Wednesday, Thursday, you know. So let's do let's let's do something that we don't normally do. Let's um, let's put have a, a good show. Let's let's have a good show. Let's put a little production, uh, pre-production into the next episode and maybe we record it like on sunday or something yeah i mean we can do something like that just uh shoot me some i figure out some ideas what you're thinking about you know well i already know and i want to i want to announce it i want to tease it as they say in the business Wait, you've been holding back i have i want to <laughs> do our muppets episode oh okay i want to do like a, i gotta go watch some muppets i want to do our pg Muppets episode. Now, from that, we'll have to talk a little bit about what we want to what we want to focus on. But I want to make it PG, so no cursing, and I want to make it about the Muppets. So, uh, well, you see, they got this one motherfucking. Apparently, <laughs> 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 the the frog is fucking the pig. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's, that's it. Yeah, and then this other motherfucker, he just tells shitty jokes. Everybody throws tomatoes at him. <laughs> that's perfect. And then they got this fucking weirdo one with a hook nose who, who's got a chicken fetish. It's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> perfect. That's exactly what we need. That's exactly uh, what we need. As long as I get to say, Muppet babies, they'll make your dreams come true. Muppet babies, they'll do the same for you. When your room looks kind of weird and you wish that you weren't there. I'm not going to sing the rest of the Muppet <laughs> Baby song. But I love that cartoon. All right. Well, we'll, we'll put that on the, uh, on the storyboard. We'll toss some ideas around and we'll come back with a, with a, a Muppet, uh, Muppet-themed show. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's. I mean, the, I, I'll see if I can study everything I need to know about Muppets before then. Maybe I have, I'll see if the Muppet movie or something's on Netflix or something. Well, I have the entire Muppet series the, from the um, the Muppet. Yes, show. it's time to. Uh, yes. it's time to light the lights. What da, came da, da, first? Da, 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 da. The Muppet <laughs> Show. Muppet Show tonight. The Muppet Show was seventy six. The Muppet movie. I was love 79. that show. Um, I, I don't know if I told you that. My dad's favorite. My dad loved the Muppets. And I, I bet you if I called him right now and asked him what the best episode of Muppet Show ever was, he would say the one hosted by Raquel Welch. <laughs> <laughs> Reco call your dad and record that conversation. I'd love <laughs> to hear that. <laughs> if I can figure out how to record it. Conversely, I'm going to call Cole, and I'm going to ask him what his favorite uh, Muppet moment is. And I'm praying to God he says Raquel Welch. <laughs> I was going to say, if he says that, man, you know, we're going to have to figure out. He's probably some reincarnated spirit or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So that's this is perfect. This is going to make up for 
all of uh, all the disappointment that we caused uh, over the last hour or so uh, tonight. So yeah. tune in next week, America. America and, and, <laughs> and El, El Salvador. Salvador. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure our ratings are bigger down there than they are up here. I would imagine. I would imagine. All right, good times, man. Good times. All right, so with apologies to Girk's brother and the rest of our faithful, faithful listeners, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, sorry, Fredo. <laughs> Thank you.